Welcome to Cancer and You, with psychotherapist and writer Karen Seeger, who has also been diagnosed with breast cancer twice. The program is for everybody affected by cancer, whether you are the one with the illness, family, a friend, colleague, or healthcare professional. Karen talks about the emotional and mental impact of cancer and how to cope. She records her shows on her orange houseboat on the River Thames in the UK. Please note that Cancer and You does not provide medical advice. And now over to your show host, Karen Seeger. Hello and welcome to this week's edition of Cancer and You with me, Karen Seeger. I'm a psychotherapist and writer. I have been diagnosed with breast cancer twice and I specialize in the support with life-changing and life-shortening illnesses like cancer. In today's program, I would like to talk about life after cancer treatment. If this is your first time here, then you're most welcome. If you've come back for more, then great to have you back. Now, some of you may have not yet finished your treatment, you may have not started it, your cancer requires some kind of treatment going forward. Not everybody who gets diagnosed with cancer can also go into remission when there is no active evidence of cancer picked up in the various tests that we may have. So in some ways, talking about life after cancer treatment can be selective um, because cancer is so diverse, as diverse as we all are. And sometimes I wonder whether it makes more sense to talk about life after diagnosis. But when we say that, perhaps rightly so, we mostly think about treatment. Wherever you may find yourself right now, I hope that in today's program you can find something of use to you because a lot of the feelings and the mental health issues that we experience are throughout the different stages of our cancer experience. A cancer diagnosis and cancer treatment upsets everything in our life. It's a totally different routine. There is so much unknown. There are so many aspects that come into our life that we may not understand. We have to give control and decisions over to other people. It's very difficult to continue to feel actively involved in what's happening. Yet there are so many decisions we need to continue to make throughout this whole experience until we die, whether we die of cancer or not. With all of that going on, it's sometimes hard to think ahead and to think about life after cancer treatment. We may assume, and why wouldn't we, that things will eventually go back to the way they were. And perhaps there will in some ways and not in others. I remember when I finished my treatment, I was so exhausted from surgery, chemotherapy, radiotherapy, that it took me quite a while to actually catch up with myself. It was a huge anticlimax. Not just because there were no longer regular hospital appointments or medical appointments, but also because there was this gaping void. I needed to start to establish a new routine 
new decisions had to be made, work had to be found. Previously, I had been working as a self-employed psychotherapist for the UK National Health Service. I had to stop my work as soon as I got diagnosed and so I found myself out of work and had to think about what type of work and what type of frame of work would be suitable for me going forward. I knew I could no longer work in exactly the same way I had done before. A lot of decisions had to be made. At the same time, there was this fear of now having to monitor my own body, my body that had let me down so much, because I hadn't felt unwell when the cancer was found. I found a lump in one of my breasts. If it hadn't been for that, I wouldn't have known. So I felt, rightly or wrongly, I could no longer trust my body. And here I was, left all alone, trying to monitor what might or might not go wrong again in the future. That causes a lot of stress and anxiety. And then there is this whole experience of what we have gone through. I call a cancer diagnosis and cancer treatment a traumatic experience. It can traumatize you, whether it's with a capital T or with a small t. And oftentimes we talk about PTSD, post-traumatic stress disorder. We may develop depression and anxiety, sleeping disorder, fear to go out. We isolate ourselves. We feel isolated. It is difficult to function. Some people have flashbacks. Some people may get panic attacks. So life after cancer treatment isn't normal in the way you and I may have expected, indeed in the way many other people around us may expect. A great relief. All of that is done. You are okay. You have been saved. You won't die of it. Chin up. Look ahead. Be thankful for what you've got. Everything is okay. Mustn't be negative. Mustn't be frightened. Look ahead. We hear all of this and we may try and tell ourselves exactly the same thing. But you and I, we know it's not as easy as that. Even your medical practitioner, your surgeon, your oncologist, whoever it may be, they also may encourage you to look on the bright side, to be positive about the future. When I was finally formally discharged, I was given a very inconsistent message by different healthcare professionals, ranging from you have been healed to we've done the best that we can. In terms of what I should do and how I should take care, again, there was a whole range of different things I was told, ranging from not being told anything to being told a good diet, keep your weight down, make sure you have fresh air, keep the stress down, to here are some types of red flag symptoms that I need to be aware, be aware of in case the breast cancer returns or has metastasized. So 
It really all depends and I found I had to do a lot of the research also myself and educate myself, which I try and continue to do. It's not easy. Sometimes we don't want to hear another word of it and then we feel something in our body and the fear can start all over again. Do we ask every time when we feel something unusual? Do we go and make a hospital appointment, speak with our general practitioner? It is difficult because we may be accused of health anxiety and I think health anxiety after what we have gone through is very normal indeed. Actually being specially alert to our bodies is essential but there is a very fine line and we have to learn to cope with it. Sometimes it's easier, sometimes it's harder. But how do you rebuild, how do you carry on when something like that has happened to you? And indeed, I can also ask the same question of people who are affected by cancer but have not had the diagnosis themselves because those around us can also be impacted by what we go through. Carers may also need to start thinking about adopting new routines, making choices for their lives when we go into a different part of our cancer experience. I struggled a lot with the anger I felt, the disbelief I felt and sometimes still have about what has happened, this feeling it's a bad dream and I will wake up, even though I have been diagnosed with the same cancer for a second time, there shouldn't be any reason for me to disbelieve that this is true, but sometimes I have this surreal sense it can't possibly be true. So we have anger, we have disbelief, a sense of unfairness, a great sense of grief and loss. I had different hopes for my life. Indeed, those around me had different hopes for what we could do together. There may be issues in the relationship. There are issues around identity, around self-confidence. Things that we can no longer do due to some of the side effects of the cancer treatment, for example. Cancer fatigue, we may be very tired, have very different energy levels. Our immune system may remain compromised and we have to be very careful with how we go about our life. No longer this carefreeness that some of us may have had previously. A lot of what we do now may have to be thought and planned very carefully. We may be on a different diet, we may have different medical needs and medical routines, we may be on medication. Then there is this whole issue about what is often called the financial toxicity of cancer. You may no longer be able to do the same work, the same hours. Indeed, your employer may think you are no longer suited to the job that you did previously. There may be legal issues going on. There may be legal issues in some countries where you live regarding the benefits that you can claim or not. You may live in a country where there is no such public safety net. There might be nothing. You might 
Like your work, you might need your work to identify yourself and to have a sense of purpose and achievement. A lot of this we can no longer take for granted and in some ways we really have to start again from scratch. I could no longer return to the work that I was doing before. On the one hand, it wasn't offered. On the other hand, I knew I would no longer be able to do the hours. I must say it was very hard for me not to have another offer, not to be considered of worth given the cancer experience that I have. There you go. I had to use my experience in other ways and that's why I'm doing what I'm doing now. I didn't start doing all of this overnight. It was gradually. I gradually started reaching out and developing what I felt I wanted to do and new things I add on over time. Like my writing, my YouTube videos and now doing these radio programs. When I got my second diagnosis, the thought of doing radio programs and talking about what I'm experiencing and how I think it affects us all couldn't have been further from my mind. But there you go, we can surprise ourselves. And who knows what you have done. If you are active on social media, you constantly see what we all are capable of. The enormous achievements, community work, outreach work, advocacy, creativity, motivation, inspiration in our cancer community. It's amazing, it's brilliant and I'm very thankful for what I see and for what everybody here shares. Indeed, you listening now may have your own story to share. I encourage you to do so. Get in touch with me via this radio station, Peace Within Radio, or contact me directly via my website, karensieger.com. So, how do we carry on? I have touched upon a lot of the things that we can experience. I think we need to be aware of all of this. And when these difficulties happen to us, it's not because we are doing anything wrong or because there is something wrong with us. It is a very natural response to a very difficult experience we've had. And unfortunately, we may also be in the position where we have educated those around us who expect things to just carry on the way they were. We may also not get sufficient support for our emotional and mental health needs. We may have not been advised of what to expect by our healthcare professionals and practitioners. A lot of this we may have to work out by ourselves and take care of by ourselves. I suggest that the main point is to create a good foundation where you can reduce stress and anxiety as much as you can. Don't overload yourself straight away with loads of commitments and challenging routines. I know it's easier said than done, especially when we have families who rely on us and when we need to earn a living. 
But in the long run, these things can only start to work against us. If we are tired, if we are just coming through a very grueling and also in some ways damaging treatment for our bodies, our bodies, like our minds and our hearts, need to have time to recuperate sufficiently. Otherwise, you may experience constant illness, constant periods of feeling unwell and having very little energy indeed. You really need to learn to pace yourself. When I started to think about working, I knew it would not be a 9 to 5 job. It would not be a job every day of the week. I had to start off and make the financial sacrifice of doing perhaps 2 hours a day every other day. And even now I see clients not every day but every other day. And since my second diagnosis with cancer, I've reduced my hours even further. It is a financial sacrifice, but there is no other way of doing it. It wouldn't be fair on my clients. It certainly wouldn't be fair and wise for myself. So pace yourself. Have enough downtime. Avoid stress. Find somebody to talk to about your experiences. You need to have ways of processing what has happened because only through that can you also start to create a bit of a perspective for the future and start building it up from there. If you continue to go through some kind of treatment from home perhaps or even if your cancer returns, the same applies. And even more so. You need to have ways of de-stressing. You will find ways that suit you. Not everybody is into meditation or sports or reading or whatever it may be. You have to find your own way. And over time different ways may work better for you than before. Be open. Be open-minded. Be mindful also about relationships. You may carry anger and disappointment. People may have not supported you in the way that you had expected them. You may have had different expectations, a lot of surprises along the way. Some of these things are very hard and they can leave us bitter and resentful because we may already be bitter and resentful about the cancer in the first place. This anger may also show in the language that we use. And if you are part of a cancer community, you will see there are also different ways of dealing with it. Be mindful that some people's way of dealing perhaps with their anger might not be helpful to you, as the way you deal with it may not be helpful to others. Today I've talked a bit about life after cancer, which is not straightforward which we need to shape and which we need to be very careful with. I've only scratched the surface. There is so much more to say. Every experience is an individual experience. But I hope I've given you perhaps some reassurance that what you may feel may not be misplaced. There is nothing wrong with you, but there is a lot that you can do. If you're interested in this topic, then check out 
the various articles I write about cancer on my website karensieger.com, the services I offer and the videos I have available via my YouTube channel. I also offer a cancer project for those affected by cancer. I call it Creative Despite Cancer. If you are creative and you sell whatever you create, then I'm happy to give you a plug via my website and my social network. Check out the Creative Despite Cancer project on my website. I hope you have enjoyed today's program here on Cancer and You. Spread the word. Come back for more. Until then, take good care and I look forward to welcoming you here again. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to Cancer and You with your host Karen Seeger. You can follow Karen on Twitter at Karen Seeger. Catch up with her articles, videos and work via her website, karensieger.com. That is K-A-R-I-N-S-I-E-G-E-R. We look forward to welcoming you here again next time.